Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the Hooniverse Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff. And we don't have Chris tonight because he blew us off. He just said, you know, forget you guys, I'm going home. Zach is here, though. Hey, Zach. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hi. Uh, we're in the studio, and we've got guests. I feel like we haven't had guests in a while. That's true. Though I wasn't on the podcast when you did the, what was it, Breaks? Uh, oh, that's right. That Breaks interview then, with those guys, that was cool. And then Chris was in SEMA. I was there, too. He was at, oh, you were at C-Man yep. for, how many, for many episodes. We did 18. a lot. We did a lot. But they were good. Yeah. They were cool. um, uh, but we'll get back to that in a minute. But we have a uh, friend of the show and friend of Hooniverse, Brendan McAleer. How are you, sir? Very good. Uh, <coughs> oh, excuse me. My Del Taco is sitting in the wrong pipe. Uh, we also have Ryan West from Right Foot Down and Untitled Car Show. How's it going? It's it's all right. Good. It's good. I've the trip's been decent. I'm excited. Very good. Don't excited you don't have to be excited. There's well, nothing. This know. isn't that exciting. I'm excited because Brendan is my friend from Canada. Besides being a friend in the industry, and he brought me beer. Yes, I did. So we're going to talk about beer first because what? Who gives a shit about cars? Uh, but well, actually, you know, what? we'll just dive into your world first because you're first on my list here. Okay. <laughs> Ryan's giving a thumbs up. Uh, Ryan's you, here, but I'm excited for Brendan. Yeah, <laughs> we all are. He brought beer. <laughs> we all are. Um, you're based in Vancouver. That's right. Right. Uh, which is where our, our mutual friend Daniel Cudmore Colossus has moved back to. Ah, uh, yes, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've even put him in an article. Didn't you make him drive a Mirage or something? Dan is, uh, if, if you haven't mentioned on the show, Dan plays called Played Colossus been on in the, the X Men. Oh, he has been. Yes. Oh, cool. Okay, so everybody knows. Before he moved out of LA, he did. He he. What do we do? Um, I lent him a GT three hundred and fifty. Um, I, I didn't lend it to him. I just right. put him together with Ford because. Um, you know, we met him on that Hellcat launch, yep. remember? Um, but then because of that, I was like, okay, now you get to help me out. We're going to um, uh, we're going to drive the Nissan Micra yeah. and the Mirage, Mitsubishi Mirage. And, uh, yeah, fitting a – I forget how tall he is, 6'6 six, six or 6'7 six, or something. De- yeah. he's, a, he's a large man. And uh, those are small, crappy cars. And uh, – <laughs> It was, it was actually funny. The micro was didn't didn't fit so bad, but it was like with the knee up and the shift. Yeah, yeah it was amazing. Uh, that's a, actually a car I wish we got instead of the the Versa because it actually seems like even though it's small and affordable, it's good at the same time. Well, it's not good. It's just that it's it's nine thousand dollars. It's right. it's well, it's like it's basically a hair under ten grand. And so you're kind of like, oh, the shifter is garbage. But then you're like, I paid but it's, for this. it's less than ten grand, right? Like, and then you're like, oh, this, you know. But the thing is, and, you go and to then, insure it, and your insurance company's like, and oh, if you're you, good. And if you've been in a, if you've been in a Mirage, it's it's considerably nicer. I actually hear that the um, uh, the little Chevy is is quite a bit better though. The Spark, the Spark is supposed to is is for what it is. The Spark yeah. is actually really good. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the cool thing about the micro, of course, we have the we have a, a micro racing series, Cup. Um, which is like like what E thirty racing was like DTM. Yeah. Like it's 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 brutal. Uh, another journalist up in Canada, Brian Max, yeah. he's been running the whole season, I think. Yeah, he ran the whole season. He did quite. He did. He did well. Um, but there's some good footage. Go look it up. It's of his him video that like made the rounds. It, yeah, like like. How not to get target fixation? Like he just goes right through with things. Massive accident him. right in front of him. Did you guys yeah. see the micro? There was a micro cup video a couple months ago, maybe. Yep. And it was shot from the one car that was in back of the pack, or like you know battling a little bit, and then just chaos erupts in front of him. Cars are flying. He just works his way through it and keeps going. But that video, like, 
went viral. It was everywhere. And it was, it was my friend Brian's video. He was the one driving the race car. Um, and it was funny too, cause some people still talk shit. Like some people were like, wow, that's amazing. He just cut right through the other people. Were like, oh, his line was awful there. Like he's avoiding <laughs> massive carnage. It left, uh, yeah, I that's hate so the internet dumb. so much. Oh, it's, it's he missed so the dumb. apex. He missed the car. Right. There was, there was <laughs> 10 cars on their side he's on the apex and you <laughs> drove alive. around them. It's like, oh, you went off your line. Like, I think right. one of them went airborne. Yeah. Like yeah. Someone launched yeah. with the mic was like, it was the funny thing, the funny thing too is Brian, uh, Brian, st- I swear, started. He he probably started racing somewhere else. But the first time I knew of him, he was racing a Viper, and then he raced a Honda Civic, and now he's racing Micros. He's and I kind of want to go Miatas too. I think. Yeah, the, but I kind of want to go. T- I, you know, talk to him. Be like, his way. dude, you're with like. Is this an environmental choice? Right. Like, it's, got, <laughs> it's the Benjamin Button race, racing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's going to be in uh, Formula E next. Yeah. Um, so you 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 have a lot of bylines out there. You got Road and Track, Globe and Mail, Times the Drive. You got Autos Canada. Uh, this shitty little rag called Hooniverse, possibly <laughs> under it's not your name <laughs> for no money, of course, because we can't afford to pay anybody. Um, so you get to drive good stuff all year long. You have a lot of coverage. You you go on a lot of the trips. You drive a lot of the cars. Um, any favorites from this year? Do you want new cars or we'll do old both? Car we'll start with new. Um, okay, so um, I just drove the Julia. That's great. That that the new Alpha is. Did they do uh, that um, at Le- Sonoma? Mm-hmm. Sonoma. Oh, that's even. That's, yeah. So there's some disappointments with the car in that you know there's no manual uh, for Crazy. the U.S. And you kind of you look at the M4s take rate. M3 M4 take rate is like maybe 25 percent. Like that's better than I would have guessed. I, it's it's high. Uh, I know BMW says they're 340, uh, 440 manual take rate is quite low but um i it's high because simply because it's there and i mean that's an enthusiast audience and that's who you're going after so it's kind of surprising that they don't do that um the car though i feel like is going to be successful um and i mean it it sounds great did it's any super of it fast. feel chintzy at oh, all oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah yeah feel but it's still in charge okay. yeah. but it's right. but it's also kind of like it just it sounds so good and it's and it's so friggin' fast that you're kind of like you're like well I don't care if the infotainment is because it's not that bad. It's like an Alpine head unit it's just, or something. No, it's not. It's not like it's like the the Alpha by Scion. Like it's not, <laughs> not like that bad. It's just it's just like this is definitely not as good as um, you know the A4. I think uh, the, with all the virtual stuff like that's that's super cool. Very slick. Um, but the alpha customer is kind of like, well, I want the stylish looking thing. And right. I do feel like the four cylinder, um, like Lusso version, which is sort of like a style choice. Like it's not, it's not the driver's car. Sure. I still think that will be able to support and be like sort of a backbone for the, like for almost the like a, like a Jag XE. Like, yeah. Like pretty good, not the best driver, but yeah. pretty good. I just, I think it looks better than the Jag. And I mean, it, it's it's hard for me to tell because I, I would like to back-to-back them with the Beamer, but it just felt less programmed than the Beamer. It just felt more natural the way it's it drove. German. And the the one thing is – so the traction control is uh, – even in its uh, uh, dynamic mode, it's still quite – Intrusive. Like, yeah, but simply because there's so much power. Um, what is the power on it? It's like five – 550 something like that like it's, it's a lot that's a lot what engine is it i don't even know it's what engine a, it is it's a 2.9 liter twin turbo v6 which is oh, basically cool. a 488 minus two minus two cylinders so does it does it it sounds like rev it. 
pretty good? Or it mean, revs strong. It's not like a seven thousand or something. I think it. I think there's. I mean, it's hard for me to guess. Who knows? But it feels like they left revs on the table and dialed it back a little mm. bit for warranty reasons, perhaps. But it just feels like it wants to pull like crazy. It definitely feels compared to the um, the Beamer engine. The Beamer engine definitely has more low end power. You got to rev the Alpha up, but it but it wants to, and, it, and it's great. And it sounds like. There are very few V6s that sound great. Right. This is kind of like Dino and uh, Descendant kind mm. of thing. Like I, just, I found that the Beamers have had too much power down low, actually. I mean, it's like yeah. 1,800 RPM. You get full whack of, tor- of the uh, torque, especially in like the M4. And it kind of leaves you nowhere else to go as far as excitement well, goes. And you're, yeah. you're getting too much too soon. And also tricky to drive. I know uh, mm-hmm. a Baruth had... Uh, a um, RCF and another experienced driver in an M M4 on the track, and they'd been swapping seats or something like that. And there's an article on this on Road and Track, and he said he did, he really did not like the Lexus at the beginning because it's it's low on torque and you know it's kind of it's very heavy. Um, but over the course of a lapping session, he was able to catch up and then put pace on this on the M4 simply because it was much more predictable. From the naturally aspirated thing, so the Alpha's got so like tons easier to drive without driving for you, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. So the Alpha, I mean, that Nurburgring time. I mean, they have you know they'll have done trickery with the tires and everything else, same way that you know Nissan does. But still, like that's phenomenal. It's like these four the, seconds off these an Enzo. The, the dealer optional R compound tires that are available at one well, the dealership. Ones, we ran the tires on, and they are ridiculous. But the like the brakes, and it's just so easy to drive. Um, but kind of special feeling on the street, and it lo- I think it looks cool. Mm-hmm. They they, pro- they brought all these like vintage alphas out, and and the problem with that is you put any vintage car next to a modern car, looks and like the modern garbage. car looks like yeah, it looks like <laughs> overstyled. Just there's no delicacy Especially to alpha. it. Yeah, alpha. Like how are you gonna? But you didn't get to drive any of the old stuff, did you? No. Oh no. I, yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm hoping so to sad. do. I'm hoping to do. I wouldn't necessarily. They had some. They had some cool stuff there. I want to do uh, something maybe in the spring because I I know, like I said, I have a bunch of sort of local alpha, local alpha owners, and they're you know I've, I've had some pretty good success in just kind of being like calling people up and being like, hey, I'd like to drive your car and let's let's do something, let's do a story. That's an understatement. You have very good success at that. If anybody follows you and where you write, like it's like, oh, I'm driving this amazing thing that's old that someone just let me gave me the keys to. Or oh, now I've got this cool thing. And then it's, it's funny. you're very good at that. It's funny how um, because of the. It, and I think it's just a. It depends what part of the car community you're Canada, in. Canada was it was nice. It's not. It's, not, <laughs> it's like it's not Canada. It, I'm not fucking nice. <laughs> no, but like, like, you know, Myron out in Ohio. Yeah. Um, I mean, we went and drove tons of stuff with with him, and um, I think car guys are just enthusiastic about sharing the stuff that they have. And that's true. Um, I mean, you know, Matt has. Matt Farrow, you could the success he has, and with the one take thing, like people love that. They love That's to show what point. they're doing. Um, and yeah, there's, there's, um, I mean, there's going to be exceptions. You can't. I just found out that a mechanic friend of mine was working on an RS two hundred, and I had heard about this car. Someone sent me pictures of this car a couple of years ago, and I had been trying to hunt it down for a. Um, I wanted to do a fast forward. For a jerk off session? No, I'm sorry. What was it? <laughs> That's done, what I would do with the I have car. a friend who has an RS1800 uh, or RS1800 clone. Um, I have a friend. Which one's – that's not the like the Paul Walker. That's the Mexico. That's... Yeah. Okay. So it's a Mexico, but it's a clone, but it's a rally. It's being built as a rally car. car. Yeah. It's really cool. 
Um, and I have a, uh, another friend who has two um, Sierra RS Cosworths, um, which I've driven uh, the, the factory one. The black one never runs. And there's a, there's a guy with an um, Escort RS Turbo that's heavily modified, so therefore brakes all the time. And trying to get those three cars <laughs> together um, – to do like the so the rally the rally the driver the rally driver's car is like never quite finished being right. built because mm-hmm. he's super busy. Um, the Sierra I've driven a couple times, um, and it's the cool. It's just the coolest thing. Um, the Cosworth, like I said, is always broken. And then the two hundred. So there's a two hundred down in Dirtfish uh, has a two hundred uh, RS really? two hundred Evo. Oh the my guy God. who owns Dirtfish. Let's let's do our typical Hooniverse segue with no segue. Yeah. The, the collection in Dirtfish is like mind blowing. Is it at Dirtfish? It's at Dirtfish, most of it. So uh, I did Dirtfish with my wife um, uh, earlier this year, um, and uh, we kind of like pitched an idea, like, "Hey, you know, you know, um, uh, let me see your cars." <laughs> but then, no. So, I, so I, the idea was. Um, hey, you guys do this cool school, but let's kind of do a story that's a little bit more about how anybody can go do this. Don't, don't be intimidated. Go do track driving uh, with your with your spouse, with your friends, whatever. And so we went and did it. And it was it was amazing. It was like the most the fun spouse ever. angle is a good angle. That's I mean that's a because everybody's like, uh, hey, I got a story on Dirtfish. What's your story? Mm-hmm. I want to go to Dirtfish. <laughs> yeah, like that, that's the my angle. <laughs> exactly. For my story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yours like I want to bring cool. my wife and we're gonna enjoy and, it. And together. it was because so our and our car is a we we drive a uh, we have a twelve STI with armor plating. So it's like that's her. That's our daily driver, and she usually drives it nice. um, to work and stuff. So it's, <laughs> nice. it's, it's uh, um, yeah, so it's kind of funny. It's like we get kid, kid seats in it and whatever. And we, I think we put, uh, we did a big road trip this year. We put about um, three or 4,000 miles with two kids under four. Um, but anyway, and, that, and this was during the middle of it. So I have some sweet pictures of my car with the Dirtfish car all done up. Uh, but anyway, long story short, we walk into the lobby and there's an Audi Quattro and this RS200 Evo, which I think is one of three, one of two or one of three. Like just, and he has a collection of uh, the Cosworth uh, 2.3s, um, the Mercedes. Christ. He's got a collection collection of those because he, he figures that they'll go up. Like the Evo he figured, As soon as the M3 started moving, he just bought, I think, 15 or 16 of them. He also has, um, this was cool, that after, after the day, we got to go in the back where they uh, fixed the rally cars. And he had... Um, Richard Burns's 22B that ProDrive built for him. It's like just even, as a Subaru even, fan. Even Subaru, like corporate's like, oh. Because I know they have one. Like Dominic is a Subaru yeah, PR Did you guy. see what Lee Keen bought or just got delivered the other day? Mm. He bought Tommy McKinnon's ProDrive built like O2 Evo? WRX. WRX. Yeah. Jesus. It's uh, – how much did that cost? I think Solberg drove it a bit, and Machinen drove it in, the, in like the O2 WRC This is the campaign. dude with the Porsche, right? Yeah, he built yeah, yeah. He yeah, built the, 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 the Safari, Safari Porsche. Yeah, I love that. that and he, I mean, he, he raced GT Rolex on and stuff. Like, <clears throat> yeah. Lee, Lee is awesome. But it was like the unboxing all over Instagram last week. Like, oh, my God. That's so cool. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, I didn't know those cars were there. I've been there like once, but not to attend the school. And that's not – they have a whole – if you go on their website, they have a whole thing like they, they do little museum pieces on it. Um, where they like a little snapshots of the car, and they ha- so they have like a an RS eighteen hundred that has uh, some provenance behind it. They have uh, who's it? It's Burns or McRae. They have a Ford Focus um, uh, that like a rally Focus, like a WRC Focus from like two thousand one, two thousand two. 
Um, and I don't know which one of the British drivers drove it, but one of them. That's awesome. But the Burns car is just like yeah. it's, it's so rad. That's incredible. Um, now, besides the the um, car stuff, and Ryan, I promise we're going to talk about you, but no, I got to get to beer I'll, first. No, it's I'll keep my mouth shut. No, no you don't. You don't have no to chime in at any time. I have, so I'm just going to chime in at any time. I like because like we all, everyone uh, at the table is mouth agape when you use the words 22B, and you never want to use the, the word agape usually, but there it made sense <laughs> unless you're talking about coconut oil, right, Zach? Um, <laughs> so uh, you brought me a delicious beer. Um, Tell us a little bit about the beer. You can go. I like I, you know your beer. Oh, okay. So Sartori. So uh, if you're ever up in Vancouver, um, the best brewery in and there there's a brewery opening every six months. I swear. Uh, the it best. They're, they're, your craft beer scene is incredible. It's it's, blo- it's blown up. Uh, the best brewery I think for most styles is Driftwood, which is over on the island of Victoria. Um, they're uh, I think like our first podcast we did together. I brought you some uh, fat tug. Um, this one is a fresh hopped IPA, which is kind of like and the thing that's been going on yeah, in the beer scene. Everybody hard. does it. Yeah. Is um, that as opposed to like aging the hops? Yeah, or, you got to age okay. the hops. It just, uh, well, it, just, just, it just means you get like you get the – instead of getting the kind of the bitterness of the hop, you get the floral uh, nose of it. Stone has blown up recently with theirs. There's probably the most like recognizable one whenever you see one of their bottles that says enjoy by. The reason is because the flavor starts to go to shit at a certain point because they use those fresh hops. When you get the little the yellow powder out of a, out of hop, and you can crush it between your fingers and smell it, like that. There's that um, people call it like grapefruit or whatever. You get that that big kind of nose. And with a wet hopped uh, with a wet hopped um, beer or um, with a with sort of a fresh hop beer, you get that maximum bouquet. And the the reason that it, it's sort of like a taking off kind of thing is that originally used the hops as uh, preservatives, um, but they. Um, I love this beer list. I'm just. I mean, like, I know all this stuff too, but I'm, I'm, I love the education we're providing tonight. <laughs> no, it's good but for it's me, as yeah. a preservative. But it does <laughs> with a with a fresh hop. It the effect lasts like very a very little time. So after four weeks, it's kind of done, yeah. and you have to harvest them at a certain time. So. Um, and it's also like bulky and expensive, and it's much easier to get the dried ones and get them shipped around. So this one, um, the hops are actually from uh, a farm where I grew up, which is kind of cool. Um, and they ship them over the island. They like pick them and ship them over the island the same day. Put them in the kettle right away. They brew it. It all sells out. Most uh, most beer stores in town will limit you to two bottles per. So you kind of have to like drive all over town and and um, you know get your friends to order a case through some guy they know kind of thing so or you just have a friend who lives there and he comes down for the la auto show and he hands you one which is fantastic Uh, i brought something to drink tonight just because i if i showed up empty-handed i would have felt like a dick um so i grabbed a bottle that was sitting in my fridge i almost grabbed a growler but i'm like i'm not bringing a growler to the show that's ridiculous uh from the brewery which if you know southern california beer you've heard of the brewery they're really known for a lot of their Belgian stuff, but they do tons of other flavors too. This though, this is a Belgian style pale ale called Jardinier, which I'm, 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 I don't speak French at all. It's a Jardinier, which is French for gardener. So it's a it's a fresh Belgian style pale ale. So there's some hoppiness, but it's very much still Belgian. Uh, and I thought it was pretty tasty. Yeah, it's good. Um, it wasn't, and it, it doesn't need to be that cold. So it was, it was in the fridge before I left, but it was in the car on the drive up. So. Um, and uh, what do you think? You, uh, you I only... haven't drank much because, like, twelve months ago, I was 
drinking PBR by the six pack with orange juice. In okay, it. well, pass so it, pass it down if you don't want it. And then hey, at the break, at the break, we'll surprise people with your gift. <laughs> Not gift, but we'll, but, we'll okay. have a we'll have a sip of that. All right, but it, all but right, I, but yeah. If you want it, you can go for it. I'll, I I'll I will it slowly f- all night. Oh, then, you, then if you're drinking if you're, it, you're drinking it. No, right. okay. I th- I thought you were pushing it away. Oh no no. Okay, it's, all right. no, it's pretty good. I uh, <laughs> no, it's, I like it. Um, I just haven't. I I was a poor college kid. You didn't put a whole bunch of money. Trust in me. Beer, no, so it was, your palate uh, needs to evolve. I, I'm a 36 year old man child now, so I I get it. I used to drink. Actually, in college, I thought it was I was in like a gin and tonics phase because I think swingers was <laughs> was popular then. Yep. Like oh, we need G and T's. We got to go to Vegas, baby. Also, Vegas. G and T is delicious. It is delicious, but when you're good. but like you have no palate as a. No, unless you were like born into a family of sommeliers. No, and let me let me say. No. I got one, two, four words: apple, vodka. Oh, Mountain Dew Code Red. <laughs> Ew. We were, we were, that's what we were Ew. mixing. It was like Jesus what? Christ, sweeten everything up to to not know what's happening. What was the blue bottle with the rock candy in it? Aftershock. We used to drink Whoa. that. <laughs> and then you were drunk shit. and you break the bottle because you want to try to get the candy, but you're just gonna cut your hand. I forgot. About um, that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was good. And then another thing, did you guys have these? We had these in my town, and I like never find them anywhere else. It's like a New England thing. The the beer balls, it's like like a half keg or smaller of a plastic beer ball, and it takes a totally weird different tap, and it comes in a cardboard box, and you, then you throw ice in the cardboard box. It held like what does a keg hold? Like um, 150 beer. I forget the amount of beers it keg. Holds. I think that's right. I think it's 155 beers? or something. 150. So this holds like 55 beers. And it was like forty bucks. It was like a like pony that. keg, but yours was shaped but like a ball, like a, a plastic ball. So when you're drunk, like you 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 rip it apart and you wear it on your head. <laughs> like, like is this like a the... Boston thing? <laughs> it's is this super like, New England. Yeah. Is this is this is like party ball? Hey, you guys! Like let's like and not every that, place had them. That lobster trap floated <laughs> right there. Like let's. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fill that with beer. Where we go? We're going that was like that was like yeah, half Irish, yeah. half. It's embarrassing. Canadian. Too. I am Irish. Should be able to no, do I it know. better. I know. Better, um, better Boston. I, I just saw your countryman win his UFC fight. That was pretty fun. Um, so uh, you. Oh, we learned about your favorite new car. What about your favorite old car? Oh, well, it's okay. So uh, I had most recently driven that. I thought it was great. My favorite new car. Um, I did. I drove the GT350 uh, a long way, um, and that on on like uh, way into into the back roads, and that car never got old to me. It was oh, it's so good. The noise is amazing. It's amazing. So I ran it. Uh, my I I there's a wild horse sanctuary uh, about nine or ten hours away from where I live, uh, way up in the interior. So I'm like, oh well, story idea. Like, yeah, let's yeah. drive this thing. Pitch really the editor, <laughs> and it's basically it's just an excuse to be like, I, I'd like to go for a super long drive. Right. This sounds like a good hey, idea. Sweet, I'll see you in ten hours. Exactly. So we uh, we it was actually like it took me we we had to like stage to get out of the city. Um, so yeah, that thing um, again. We did about a, a seven or eight hundred mile day in it. Um, phenomenal car. Busy to drive, like tram lines, like crazy when the road gets bad. Yeah. But just like you'd be coming up through uh, the road, the roads we picked kind of follow the canyon or follow the follow the river way up the Fraser, uh, and then the the Thompson. And so you have these big sweeping roads through desert, and you get stuck behind an RV, and you just third gear and just and, it, and then there's this one spot where we did a lot of filming, um, where. 
in the space of around about 10 miles, there are seven tunnels. Oh, and Jesus. and they actually maybe you guys don't remember this, but there was a, a Mercedes commercial a long time ago where they drove they the, the car on the roof, roof. and was so it that Schumacher too. Right? He, I don't remember I who it was drove Schumacher it. Schumacher too behind the wheel. I could be wrong about that part. Um, anyway, so they filmed where they filmed that is the China Bar Tunnel. It's the last one. It's this big, long, curving tunnel. So you just have all these. Tu- it's like canyon tunnel, canyon tunnel, canyon tunnel. No traffic. It was amazing. We were doing passes through. We did like a dozen passes through. Um, you know, third gear pinned. And on the last pass, um, because there was a, I saw, saw another car coming the other way. So I was like, okay, stop because we, we're not going to get filmed. We're going to get another car in it and whatever. And then, of course, it was a, a, a RCMP truck. So we were like, and we're done here. We're done. And we're yeah, done. We've, we've disturbed the wildlife enough. So that car is phenomenal. I also drove the R8 a really long distance uh, a few months ago. The plus or the regular V10? Plus. Um, what a stupid name for like can you imagine like Shell and I would you like the regular or the plus like what yeah like <laughs> for like 20 grand it's a headache more. relief like <laughs> terrible so but man that thing is just good at everything like yeah it really I know is. people are people have been saying like oh it's kind of it's not emotional but I drove I drove the hurricane uh, hurricane and the on the on like almost the exact same roads for the exact same distance like six seven six seven hundred miles and the R8, I did it with my dad, and he's in his early 70s. And even with the fixbacks, he was like, like zero complaints, yeah. comfortable as anything. It was yeah. good. Like, what a great, what a weirdly great GT car. Yeah. Big tank-ish. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Uricon is like, is like, like a brash, flash, flashy suit. And the R8 is more of a classy tux, there, but just cut from the Yeah, I mean, fibers. it is kind of boring looking compared to the original a little bit, I think. Oh, like... It just it's looks just, like the old one. I think that's the thing. It's just like the old one with more edges. It's just kind of that tuned I, And up we've seen it. Yeah. Bit, and know? so it's like, here's yeah. this again. Um, Whereas the Lamborghini, the, like the Uricon looks fantastic. I think I think that thing looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool. I had a, uh, mine was red. Um, and I drove it in like just downpour. The pictures look amazing because it's like red car, forest, fog. All-wheel uh, drive one? It would no rear drive, oh, so nice. it was like a little bit, a little bit, a uh, little bit sketchy, but but like in a good way, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that one I actually went and um, I drove it up to Walter Wolf and did like a, a Walter Wolf story, um, which was it's always bizarre to hang out with that guy. He's got like these like crazy, crazy stories about this, that, and the other thing. You know, like oh, I was calling Bernie up the other day and I said, he's "Hey, not, what? he's not related to Toto, is he?" Toto, <laughs> or whatever his name is. What's I have the guy no in charge idea. of uh, Mercedes F one? Oh no, 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 no. Toto, I was right, right? Yeah, okay. The, the, no, not related. Not. not I was going to say you're talking about a dog. No, no, because yeah. I, yeah. I was going to say that would mean really. he would be the father in law of the the chick I'm in love with. Oh, Susie there Wolf. There you go. No, no, no. Wolf with one F. Hi, no. Mrs. Glucker. No, she knows. She saw the picture from Goodwood. Oh, okay. Um, so Goodwood, yeah, indeed. Uh, so that was that was good. Never mind. I'm going to stop there. Uh, <laughs> Oh, so, he said. Well, he so he said. So we had this long conversation about different stuff, and then he at one point he was like telling me about how he called called Bernie Eccleston up a couple of weeks ago and made fun of him for not. This was like a while back for not ransoming his mother in law. Bernie's oh like, would God. you pay to get your mother in law back? Jesus so they, they, yeah. So like, who is Bernie's phone number? Such a like a rich rich guy, like ultra rich guy conversation. <laughs> yeah. Not like a not like but a Walter, regular rich guy. But Walter is. But Walter is cool. He's just yeah. like yeah. He's anybody who gives Bernie shit anyways is, yeah, is yeah. good in my book. Um, so so you've had you've had some good stuff, and you're both of you are here for the LA Auto Show this week. Indeed. 
Now, Ryan, you're with Untitled Car Show and Right Foot Down, and you, you're the new guy on the totem pole, so to speak, right? I am. I am very much the new guy. You I'm st- probably the newest automotive journalist on the planet. <laughs> no, we, we pop them out now. Everybody <laughs> has a blog. Um, and so <clears throat> what came first, Right Foot Down or the podcast? The podcast came first. Okay. He, uh, Ike holds all these. He'll post it on Opposite Law, which is like the right. undercard for Jalopnik where everybody can post and he'll post these things on there and talk about oh if you want to come on the show just come on the show or whatever and put your name on there email me and you'll get on the show and uh a couple years before i had actually are you familiar with 25 hours of thunder hill yes i had worked with uh brendan and those guys at endurance radio to do some commentary with them cool um and i walked away from that realizing that i had no idea what the hell i was doing (laughs) Um, most of them, they do uh, air traffic control stuff, and they're oh, wow. way into racing and stuff. Yeah. On, and they're, they come and do it from the East Coast. They're not being paid by anybody. They fly out here That's and nuts. just do the commentary because they love the race. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I helped them out a year, and then I went up to school in Montana and stopped thinking about it. And then when I got back, I realized, like, oh, I kind of want to get back into that, but sure. I, th- I feel like I need some more air time yeah, to yeah, get yeah. seasoned <laughs> and, you know, talk to people. Because, like, even now, I still feel like I'm awful. Um, <laughs> so... I uh, went on Ike's little group call, uh, shot the shit with the other guy that was on there, and then I was on again on my own episode, and after that I was like, you know, like, you said you enjoyed my stuff, I don't know if you were lying, but <laughs> I, it would be really cool if I could have, like, a monthly or bi-monthly spot, sure. and I could just go off and do my own thing, and he was like, oh yeah, I, I think we can arrange that. That's cool. And I got to do one of those, and then probably within two or three weeks, he said, like, okay, well... We're going to go to the LA Auto Show. You're going to go do this. We're going to go do that. I'm like, oh, okay, nice. all right. So I joke with them all the time that I accidentally became an automotive journalist when I was just trying to do something That's, for fun one weekend a year. Yeah, there you go. I mean, I, I, I fell into the industry myself. Uh, you know, I started on the business side and then realized I got a taste of the other side. And was like, I, I want to try doing that. Um, so that's pretty awesome. Um, is there anything you're looking forward to here at the show? Um, you know, most, I'm a big uh auto racing guy and so just like everybody else every person who's 17 to 25 has the same story of i got gran turismo 3 when it came with the playstation 2 and that's why i just played and i was way into racing um and so mazda's supposed to be releasing their daytona prototype yep uh, based on the cx7 (laughs) yes i hope so i hope so that that would be impressive driver changes uh, very quick just in the car yeah (laughs) it slides up Yeah. Lose the seat up. Um, yeah. yeah they, so, so they showed a, like a silhouette of it, right? Or something yeah, like that? something yeah. like that. Because um, uh, we have a, a, a motorsports podcast, too, DFL show. And uh, in our Slack chat, Bradley and uh, – it was Bradley and Eric and I think Patrick were talking about um, – that car so they're all they're all excited to see it too but bradley because he's a motorsports insane person i think he already knew what it was and he's like no for this shape i could tell it's like it's a neat picture so because i don't know i i wish i knew more about motorsports but um, <laughs> but it's when you get a taste for it you're like yeah i gotta yeah i, gotta. I uh i went to the last ever alms round at uh, laguna seca it was like the first big race event i'd been to because like i've I had done scrutineering for the SCCA up at Thunder Hill and at Sonoma, and I'd done that kind of stuff. I've seen oval track racing yeah. all over northern California. And so and that was the And first... I'm aware that NASCAR exists as a thing. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> no, it was really cool to go to that, and the the atmosphere was cool. And, I don't know, I guess I think back on it now, and I was thinking about this on the drive down here today. Um, I remember standing at the uh, Dyson P1 
pits. They ran the Mazda. They make the vacuums, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there he you wants go. the new $800 vacuum? <laughs> Uh, no, but they, uh, I was standing there at the Dyson, they were the Mazda factory team for right, a while right, doing yeah. the, um, and you had, it was like, oh, it, they're going to do a and a at the pit box or whatever. And so you have all the, um, just regulars out there. Oh, well, how fast does the car go? And you see the engineers like, well, here it only goes 160. <laughs> if we were at Le Mans, yeah, it would yeah. be like 200. Uh, it's got to explain it. Uh, they're asking all these questions and, and then I raise my hand. I'm like, hey, are you going to run the hybrid system that you ran at Baltimore? Uh, a few months back, and the guy kind of like looked at me. I was like, uh, "No, we're probably not going to run it here." And he gave some answer excuse about it. I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." And that was when uh, I don't know if you how much you follow any of the endurance racing. That was when Toyota had just exploited the oh, it's not the wing; it's an extension of the wheel arch, and okay. they managed to get like an extra six inches oh, wow. of rear wing width okay. yeah. because it didn't share the same cord with the regular rear rear wing. Wow! And they were saying it's not wing; it's the wheel arch is really tall. That's how they were able to get around that. And so within a month, Audi had it. Oh, uh, okay. the, the Rebellion P1 team had it. And Dyson used the same car as the Rebellion P1 team. So I asked him, like, hey, do you have the wheel arch extension spoiler? And he kind of looked at me and he's like, uh, well, I don't want to. Well, that, that's for the rule makers to decide. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of uh, pawned me off on that one. Just like, go away. Why are you asking me all these hard questions? So uh, You're I don't know. Stuff, looking back on it, up. it's like, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> So yeah, I was like 17 or 18 when I went to that. So, um, and there was a, like an organizer guy from the um, series came up and he was like, "Hey, we don't have people to hold the flags at the front of the grid. Do you want to hold a flag?" I'm like, yeah. It's like you. And Hell like yeah, 10 I'll be chicks. a flag girl. That's fine. Do you want me to take <laughs> off? Like a, do you want me to take off a shirt too? Right. I'll do that. You know. I knock off into the pants that the uh, the the, um, the Pirelli girls wear. Actually, right. They got rid of those too. I mean, it is a dumb tradition. I like very pretty yeah. girls just as much as anybody else, but it's a dumb tradition. SEMA, um, SEMA was lighter on this year, which is good. Were they? That's like, good. The internet exists. Like, we don't need, you know. Yeah. In the 70s, it was like, there's going to be girls there. We yeah. don't see girls. Right. But now, it's just like, it doesn't make <laughs> there's any gonna sense. There's going to be girls there. Want me to sign my to picture them. for you? Who are you? Right. No, I want to no. know about this exhaust, actually. Exactly. <laughs> I'm really curious here. Um, so, uh, so it started in, it, the whole thing started in opposite lock, right? Yeah. So it's like more or less from that. I mean, that's yeah. a good little ba- built-in backbone of an audience to start with. And then exactly. From there, so that's that's great. Um, I think I've been a- occasionally applauded in opposite lock and also skewered in opposite lock. So it's a wonderful place to occasionally find you. you uh, something will pop up with your name. You're like, oh shit, I don't know if I want to click. This. Oh, okay, everything's cool. Oh, okay. You want to click it? You're like, oh fuck, what's going on today? <laughs> I've gotten away from now, especially because I'm going to school full time. I'm working 38 hours a week. I'm trying to do this. I've got a one-year-old at my house so uh i've uh, kind of taken a back seat to the yeah, <laughs> right <laughs> oh you haven't seen my grades yet so no. there, you go. <laughs> there you go but i've seen mine no all right fair <laughs> enough but uh, uh no. yeah so i've taken a step back from the opposite lock thing at okay. least and i've got uh they're really nice to me over a right foot down but i i have reviewed one car to date and it took me three and a half weeks to get the freaking review out <laughs> <because> <laughs> yeah not every editor is gonna love that even though i'm madly delayed on some shit what car was it it was an Avalon hybrid, so it wasn't even That's it wasn't even cool. Yeah, <laughs> did like, you run the hybrid system? Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna take a break for a minute because we do that now, so that we don't lose whole episodes again, like we did that one time. Uh, Ryan is gonna go get a little treat from his car, then we're gonna come back and we're gonna take the questions that we we ask for questions. So we'll do that. Excellent. Okay, get your treat. You guys have your spoon and your lighter, and we'll be good. <laughs> And we're and we're back. Uh, so, um, 
Ryan, you ran out to the car. Tell everybody what you brought. I brought in a 12-year-old bottle of scotch. Uh, so most people bring beer. Nobody has ever brought in has brought brought in. Nobody has ever br- brought in is a yeah, good Scottish scotch. Uh, so we brought a bottle of Macallan Twelve. So we're having a, a little glass of that. Like obviously we're not gonna we're not gonna drink a lot of this, but we're gonna have a little <laughs> glass. glass. Speak for having a glass. <laughs> um, so that thank you. You're welcome. That's impressive. Uh, this was the first bottle of alcohol I purchased for myself when I turned 21. Um, I figured to myself, it's all about having a good story. And if I say, oh, the first thing I ever bought when I was 21 was a not your father's root beer yeah like yeah. that's that has no street cred <laughs> right so i walked around the uh, liquor warehouse in my hometown and do you need help find anything no 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 i've got it i know what i'm talking about i have no no idea um and i you just walk down the aisle and this was the last one that wasn't in the locked case okay so i looked it up on wine guide or yeah. whatever and it was like a 96 there you go all yeah. right done purchased nice. fantastic that's a so. like it, it, if this sends you down the path of Scott in a good way. <laughs> I like what you, if you bring it around and you share it with different people, oh, right. you get stories added up. It's yeah. the, the yeah, sisterhood of the yeah. traveling drunk. So, there you go. I like that. That's that's wonderful. The follow-up half to that story is I hadn't drank a lot of whiskey prior to that. I had, again, mostly drank <laughs> PBR. So I was at a social function where somebody gave me a shot of Jameson. Difference. After I had already purchased this, Difference. and so it sat in my cabinet for like a month and a half because I was scared to death that I was going to open it and fucking hate it mm-hmm. yeah. because it was going to taste like the Jameson. And so finally one night I took it over to a friend's house. I'm like, that's actually really good. Yeah. Do I you like, like Jameson? Like you're required to by law, but <laughs> no, actually no. Uh, I am not required to by law because I'm from Northern Ireland, so oh. I will drink Bush Mills. Okay. Um, yeah. But. Um, uh, we, could, we could, we could, we could, we could, we could throw a quick car story in there. Um, all the all the uh, whiskey in Ireland is is bottled at Bushmills, and at, at one point during the eighties or nineties, they were shipping it up from the distilleries and the distillery in Jameson in tanker trucks, and then bottling it um, at Bushmills because they're all connected somehow. And uh, one of the trucks, uh, somebody found out this was going on, and they hijacked the truck. That's awesome. So now the story is that they go up in tanker trucks, but they're all marked milk. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, that's I gotta get over to Ireland. Um, all right, so we're, we're diving into your questions, and we're starting with Patreon, uh, like we always do. And first up, first up, first up is Bertie Redfern. If a new episode of Roadkill is to feature your Mercedes wagon, and you are providing the angel engine, what would it be? Maybe V8 petrol or Cummins diesel. They'd probably do it outside the studio during the podcast just for shits and giggles. Um, I mean, I would just want them to finish the Hemi that's in there. That's that's the goal. That's I, the whole. I, the car's a joke. Making it fun of Daimler Chrysler. That's I mean, that's the real reason how I even thought to do this car. And I swear, someday it will be done. I don't know when. I don't know how. But someday it's going to happen. Um, so yeah. Uh, Blake Hopper asks, what are some of your guys' favorite non-automotive podcasts? Are, are there other podcast listeners in here? Zach, you oh, have a few. I listen to a bunch. Yeah. But, um, no, run run down some of them. Radio Lab's really interesting. They just have a bunch of weird science all over the place. And then if you want the other side of that, I listen to one called um, the Hound Tall Discussion Series, which is hosted by Moshe Kasher. He's a comedian. And he'll have like a scientist talk about something, but they don't have three idiot comedians talk about it at the same time <laughs> that's awesome. so you'll hear like the scientists trying to like get in facts while the comedians are trying to get in material and sometimes that's a really interesting thing to, uh, to listen to and then um one that's really interesting is 99 percent invisible it's like 15 minute episodes but it'll talk about like why park benches are a certain shape and it sounds that sounds dumb but like it can it can 
it can be decided by we don't want people sleeping on these benches, and that's why they're shaped like all curved. And you know, you get there, and you're like, "Ooh, cool! It's got curves in it. How artsy!" It's like, no, that's so no one can sleep on it because it would hurt their back. So it's got like all these weird things about why the world around us is the way it is. Interesting. That's nice. In my hometown, they just put very sharp, very pumpkins. sharp pieces of metal yeah. on the bench yep. instead of making it artsy. Right. But, that's the that's the yeah. that's the version one. That's fair enough. Do you have any non-automotive podcasts? Uh, I have. I listen or I listen to slash watch uh, intentional talk, which is actually more of a. It's a TV show on the MLB network. It's just baseball variety hour. Interesting. Um, they put it out as a podcast now too. So oh, I, okay. I just, do that. Just like general baseball stuff. Yeah. Okay. And they're screwing around and telling stories and stuff. I always think that a a good show or a good podcast about anything isn't just about that one thing. Like, we've devoted a significant well, portion of time to <laughs> talking about beer or whatever. Because yeah. you do get some that are, like, very, okay, we're droning on, we're talking about it. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, okay. you got to break it up with something. No, no, no. Yeah. I, yeah, the the whole thing here is, like, we have a basic backbone of what we're going to talk about, yeah. and then we meander around it. And I think that usually works for the most – usually, yeah. usually works. Um, and well, I then, got, uh, well, I just I'd like I oh, pull, pull it up here because so Radiolab absolutely. I thought you were like getting bored. That's why you're on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> He's no, all, I, on I'm participating. I'm like, oh, okay. So oh, come on, I'm participating. Ninety-nine uh, percent <laughs> visible. I also have that's always good. I the, the my like laugh out loud one. I I, I listened to one called How Did This Get Made? And they make this basically make fun of bad movies. Yes, I've been um, wanting to watch it's, that one. Actually. It's so it's like Paul, good. It's, it's so Paul good. Feeds. It's the best one for being like on an airplane and uh, somebody says something goofy and or they do something goofy and you like laughed. Your in your seat now. Your seatmate is like, what, what's wrong with you? Wrong, yeah. um, <laughs> there used to be. It's it's sad too. I've I've just not. It's deleted off here. There, was, there used to be one called The Bugle. I love The Bugle. Was John Oliver's podcast oh. before mm-hmm. he became big. And uh, so that is no longer what it was, but um, that used to be hilarious. Back episodes of that, even though the news is really old, um, is worth going back and getting. And then um, I listened to one called The Memory Palace, which is related somehow to 99% Invisible. Like they've been on each other's show, which is kind of, it's kind of weird. Talks about like the, the first the first panda to come to Boston and like the lady who found it had this like weird like ventured into Nepal by herself and it's kind of like I'm because, looking for some fucking pandas look at this wicked big raccoon <laughs> yeah. put a Red Sox hat on it's fucking cute <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, I'm gonna name you Donnie <laughs> like, anyway so new mascot <laughs> called Halfling yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and you're my Brady Bear. Oreo Grizzly's up to bat. <laughs> Oreo Grizzly. <laughs> Oreo Grizzly. Oh, what an Oreo Grizzly. There we go. Um, oh. I, don't wanna, I also want to endorse again the, the Dollop, which is the best. It's the best. It's my favorite podcast ever because yeah? it's, it's it's American history, but it's crazy stories from American history. Like we have, there was an there was an Olympics, and then uh, I think Chicago got slighted on on hosting Olympics, so they're like, we're gonna have our own. And it's gonna be six months long. This crazy guy put it on, and there were just <laughs> these nutty events and like marathons where people were only allowed to drink scotch because everyone thought water was bad for you. It just it's that the sounds craziest great. That sounds shit. Chicago. And they have stories of like like the guy that stole the tank in San Diego. Yeah, they have his whole backstory, oh, which really? is way crazier than what yeah. he did with the tank. <laughs> like, nuts. This is the one where it was like choppers were, it was like running down light poles and yep, shit, right? Yeah. Run, but, but what he did before that at his house yeah. is crazy. So the dollop is one the of the dollop. funniest the and dollop. best. I'm going to start listening to more. Po- I listen to nothing. Um, and my wife gives me shit all the time. She's like, 
you your iPod music is so damn boring and you don't change it so you just listen to the same songs over and she's totally right and I I listened to the smoking tire for a while and I just listen to no podcast now and and every now and then uh, like other podcasts in the universe network of podcasts will be like oh yeah I heard that on your show and they're like Dude, well, we said this on our show I'm like sorry like, I, I just listen to nothing I, I'm I gotta change that though. I really have to change that. Um, well, you have a nice long drive up here now. I know. So I do have a nice long drive up here. Um, I don't want to hear about long drives. Yeah, I, I don't. Why were you going? I, I came from Reading today. Once, right? I have to go back though. Once. <laughs> you know, hey, you know, whatever. I, I gotta do every Monday. <laughs> yeah, uh, but how far is Reading? Uh, about Pretty eight far. or nine hours. Oh, that, it, that's it's legit. Dude, yeah. It's an hour past San Francisco, hour and a half. Uh, about two oh. and a half, two and a half past. Oh, I thought Reading was like, yeah. is that like out by Downey? Like, where's no, Redding? no, it's like no, Oregon. it's almost Oregon. <laughs> okay, eh, I don't know about almost Oregon. It's either, not. It's not. I'm going to keep telling you where your town. That's is. fine. It's not quite Sacramento, right? You know, is that what it it's is? the it, no, it's north of Sacramento by oh. about two. <laughs> Damn. Two hour. It's like it's probably an hour and a half from the Oregon border, and it's still two hours north of. It's a big state. Jesus. So you ever hear about the uh, the loons who think that uh, Northern California is going to be like its own thing? Yeah. That, that's where it's based. Oh, it's based nice. in my hometown. Interesting. They um, don't have uh, a very good grasp on fiscal reality. Right. So, yeah. That's fun. Uh, Dan Mosqueda asks, what is your favorite color? I'm going to say about cars. So I, if I had a fleet, I'd have them all boring, all black. I like black cars. Don't know why. Fleet. Except like that, that Escort. I'd have that in blue and white. I like that in that Paul Walker blue and white Escort color. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, if I'd have one, I think I could do varying blues as a whole fleet. Oh, that'd be cool. from dark to light. But red, the right red on the right car, it wins. I had to write a story today uh, because Buick put out a press release because there's a new red color for the Cascada. I'm just like, <sighs> and now it's one. Of, now it brings the total colors you can choose from up to like six for the fucking Cascada. You, you don't have to write that. No, I did because this was for not Hooniverse. This was for paying stuff. Oh, okay. Posi blue F40 done. I like that. There was a good that F forty that was on Jalen's garage. It was just red, but it was like a really clean F forty. It was that guy David Lee, who's the mega jeweler slash Ferrari correct collector. Um, I own none of those things, so I don't follow him. Jalen's <laughs> <laughs> uh, garage is, is all right sometimes. No, no, I like the show. I meant uh, oh, jewelry and jewelry Ferraris. and Ferraris <laughs> and watches too. Yeah. Um, so sweet. we're moving to um, Twitter. Oh, somebody made a joke. Uh, I just saw this on Twitter because I said uh, I expected Conor McGregor to ask for a catavan after he won. But um, so I don't know how that went over. Um, oh, I said I feel like if McGregor wins, he deserves a caravan, and then hashtag Periwinkle Blue. I might have been drunk when I tweeted that. Um, Edward at poop underscore nineteen eighty two heard that the Cobalt SS was good. How would it compare to a new Focus SD? The Cobalt SS is good, actually. It's the first car I've ever driven on a racetrack, and it was like a great entry-level fun car. The Focus ST would probably kill it, though. Uh, much nicer inside, more modern stuff. Well, the thing that always appealed to me about the Cobalt SS is that you could buy a four-door version of it and get a factory-supported tune for it, and it just looked like a crappy Cobalt. Yes. So it was the With a wing. Best. With a wing. No. The four-doors didn't have wings. It was the coupes that had the coupes. Ha- oh. The coupes looked crazy. The four-doors just looked like Garbage. Garbage with big, those stupid fat GM, you know, like the the big spoke wheels that look like they must weigh 80 pounds each. But uh, We're trying uh, out a new technology called cast iron. (laughs) I rolled up to, uh, when I found that RS2 that I drove, I rolled up and the guy had, 
he's I, he he like he opens his garage and I'm like, oh, so what's your daily driver? And he's like, oh, I have this Cobalt SS. I know it's only a Cobalt, but it had the, the, the Stage Two package or whatever. And I'm like, that's awesome, like stick. Yeah. And it was like big power, like like. Like SRT, like a tuned SRT kind of power. Did, did were they two liter turbos? What's that? Did you drive it? No, I drove the RS too. Okay. Um, I'm just, I was I curious the how the. I mean, technology. Of course, the Fiesta is going to be nicer because twelve years of evolution. Right, exactly. But I was curious what the steering feel would be like and the shifting, all the all those things steering that kind of ebbed and flowed. I think I drove a coupe and it was like, but just like an, an unmolested coupe briefly, and it was it was good, but it was also I don't, I don't know. It's like it seems like the the. Uh, um, descendant of the SRT, where it's kind of like a crappy car with lots of go fast power that actually transcends its roots. Um, whereas the Fiesta ST, like a Fiesta is basically a good car, mm-hmm. and I kind yeah. of feel that the Fiesta ST might not, might be because they kind of program the liftoff oversteer into it, like the kind of. It's not as good as the Fiesta, you know what I mean? Where the focus isn't as good as the, the focus isn't as good as the Fiesta. Sorry, was the question about Focus ST or Fiesta ST? Uh, Focus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does does anybody else? That's the prevailing opinion on our our podcast, that the Fiesta is definitely the better pie. Like the Fiesta feels unstable because it's the limits of the Fiesta platform, whereas the Focus, they were kind of like, oh, we've got to make it a little bit more lively, so we're going to... We got to trick it a little bit, yeah. And uh, when when Jason is performing camera car duties for us in, in his focus, um, there's some corners I'm like, oh, I know when I we watch the footage, I will see the camera go like, womp, womp, like back and forth because he just definitely his stepped out his front. His car is like way tuned though, too. Yes. So I mean, he's it probably is. got a bit like factory to factory. I kind of feel like it. I drove it and I was like, I liked it the first time, and I drove it later, and I was like, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Um, Patrick Swagger at the Swagger. I always love reading. I always want to do like the bro science, like at th swager. Um, <laughs> best twenty thousand dollar daily driver slash bug out car for when Trump launches the nukes at the first nation who dares to criticize him. I mean, honestly, probably an old Subaru or an old t- Tacoma. Yeah, if you can find old the- Taco. Yeah, which yeah. will cost you twenty thousand because yeah. people don't sell those things. Cheap. Get a get a ratty one that that you know you find in the backwoods of like Reading. Yeah, or Humboldt still for like, like twelve still grand, rusted out. No, that's fine. My or boy, go to Canada, car. get a Hilux cop car. And cop you can just, car, you can just yep. pretend lifted cop car because you have twenty thousand to spend on it. Safariid Kib- cop car, Kibitek Crown Vic. Some guy has a white Crown Vic. Kibitek like builds a off road stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's like pro tour, like pro truck shit, and they because they get bored. Did full suspension on a Crown serious? Vic, and there's just a video of it jumping like I don't know, 50 feet long, and like just like eight feet in the air, handling but, it. Well, yeah, it lands fine, but then you see the tires like punch the fenders. It's oh like, shit, really? Oh, <laughs> too much. Droop That's travel. awesome. I've never heard of that. I think you're gonna need a little. The Crown Vic. I like where you're going with that, but it's you're gonna run out of gas. Oh, and if yeah. Trump has conquered you, you the planet the, or whatever, the rear trunk like half a race tank. Yeah, that's big, true. Big old aluminum big, cell. We yeah. have twenty thousand to spend here. I mean, we can twenty thousand on Crown Vic a lot. So yeah, you do. Right. Um, you just get twenty crown vicks and just, <laughs> yeah. just keep just line Park them up chain from them. here to Canada. It's like a road train. It's like Australia. Um, Brandon Maxwell at BMAX three two four two just bought an R fifty three Mini Cooper. What should be my first mods, and what do you think of it? Because he included a picture. So there's the picture. Wow. Everybody. Looks nice. How many miles are on it? Oh yeah, that's a good question. I don't know, but what should be the first mod for a Cooper? Uh, oh, like preventative maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> so right, completely true. I'm like f- I did, I did a buyer's guide on this thing, and it, it was just like there's tons of stuff that goes wrong with them, but 
it's all known okay. by this point. So it's all known. So it's kind of like like BMW. Uh, the thing I love about that that first generation of Mini is it's, it, they get progressively less good to drive. Um, the first one, the supercharged one, is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like BMW was like. Uh, like they're like, okay, we're gonna we've, we're taking over Mini. We need to build a Mini. You, Hans, go research what Minis were like. And he's like, well, apparently they were really very unreliable. It's like great, <laughs> bake that in there, and they like hired, you know, Fritz. When the production line is going along, you just uh, unscrew a couple nuts and bolts here on every one, and and they, just, it's like. I, I just drove my friend Armin's got one. Uh, oh yeah, and this, I, and I dro- what was the steering rack to deal with this thing? I just I drove it and I was like, this has some of the best steering of cars I've driven. Period, and still, and the shifter is like, it's so funny that that car came out of BMW. BMW shifters forever were like this wishy washy, rubbery thing. And granted, different layout, like it's a different transmission. I understand, but like the feel, if they could if they could drive a Mini and then go, this, you know, this is nice. Can we do this here? It's like. You go to Italy, you taste pizza, and you go back to your other country. Like, we're going to make this pizza over here, too. And I wish they could do that. So I don't think you need to fuck with it or try to make it quicker or any of that. Just, like, keep it working. There's there, Okay. And you, there are, like, uh, free mods you can do. Apparently there's this thing called a one-nut mod where you it has dual mufflers, and you just remove one of them and run the pipes together. And it like it's, like, something you can do with for, like, $15. And it, like, hmm. just makes it a little bit louder or something. So there's lots of full of free cool. stuff you can do. But generally it's, like, preventative maintenance. You're not going to make a ton of power anyway. Like, that's not the point of the car. It's like how uh, Tavares... Buy a good set of tires. Mm-hmm. Blah, Freddy, blah, yeah, blah. That's, that's like how Freddie Hernandez just bought Doug DeMiro's Aston Martin. He's like, this is my first mod. And he just pulled the fuse for the, the baffled exhaust. Yep. like, there we go. It's, it's, that's it, yeah. Um, but he's also having some... I think and pulleys and flows, of course. Yeah, pulleys, pulleys and flows. flows. I want to uh, expand on the tires thing. I think the first thing he should do is suck it up, spin the, I don't know what it is now, 250 bucks, 300 bucks, and go do an HPDE where you have the instructor with you, go home, buy new wheels and tires, and then do it again. Do it again? That's not bad. Very good. And then... Yeah. And then you'll have I like you'll have taken I don't know five seconds off your time just like that. And you'll, you'll be a better driver forever. And you'll be a better driver. Yeah. That's great advice because then you know how to drive. Well, that's a really lame answer. No, yeah, that's a good that's, answer. Uh, well, it, like that's that not one. lamer than preventative maintenance. Pre- no, that's, is, that's why I felt comfortable fun, saying it. To be honest, I bought an M3, and the first thing I spent money on was a cooling system. It's like, yep. oh, no one sees it, and it goes the same speed. <laughs> but. It continues at the same, speed, the same speed for longer. Very good point. Um, Francois VDS Pontos, uh, at Francois VDSP, good friend of the show. VDS Pontos. Uh, this is a good friend of the show. He's the one who gave me beer at the Nürburgring 24 C- Hour. Cerveza. Um, if I put a blower on an LS1 swapped 66 Chevelle convertible, will I die? Sporty, co- sporty co- coilovers and braking, but 225 70 R15 tires in back. Nah, you're going to have a, f- a great time. And, and this, the thing is, this stiff is a man who paper. is capable of doing this. You got to reinforce. You got to do a roll bar or something because that thing's just gonna. Yeah, six, six, I mean, sixties coupes, right? Have some flex. <laughs> you know? some like I, I owned like one in high school. Twist, yeah. Like they twist. So if you do a convertible and you, I mean, you, you got to brace that shit. Don't put a blower on an LS one, or is it already LS one swapped? So if it's already mm-hmm. LS one swapped, you can do the blower. Otherwise, start with an LSA and just go from there. Um, sure, more expensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, then to do LS, well, if it's you can do LS heads one. and all that stuff. And, yeah. I mean, blowers are rad. I'm not knocking that. I'm just right. Like, you got to build all the other things first. Mind you, this car lives in, is going to live in Europe, too, which is awesome. <laughs> um, he bought a Mega Cruiser. He bought, oh, cool. Yes. Yeah, he bought a Mega Cruiser. Dope. What's a Mega Cruiser? Uh, it's, it's a Toyota Humvee. Yeah. 
awesome. They were originally only military. They were originally military only, and then some leaked out to the public. And he found this one in Germany. And I believe it's probably going to... Well, it depends on... He's looking at, like, new places to live. So, Um, so yeah, do it. You won't die. (laughs) You know how to drive cars. I know you do. So, Tom at NoFo Mariner. I see a lot of new Colorados slash canyons. Are they... Are they good or are full-size trucks – are they that good or are full-size trucks so much that people can't afford 50000 on a truck? Uh, I think they're actually yeah, pretty cheap good. I, they're, they're kind of like a quite a bit of overlap there, right? Yeah, like, I actually drove one, and I, I drove the diesel one. It would tow anything up to your standard I'm going to the lake boat or right. decent-sized uh, trailer right. for like, camping it's, or it's, whatnot. It's like, like the big right. fifth wheels but, if you're getting into that, you probably have your big bro F-350 yep. anyway. Right. I think, especially the diesel model, it's a lot easier to live with because yeah. then if you're not towing stuff around, you're still getting halfway decent mileage as opposed to a similar size Tacoma that's just going to drink fuel and go have not nearly as much torque. Yeah, and they're huge. I mean, like, like, an, like an F-150 or Tacoma. Oh, yeah, no, big. for sure. Like, they're, yeah, so, yes, those Colorados and Canyons are I think good. I kind of feel like what's happening with those is people are like, I'm going to go to the Toyota store and buy the Tacoma I've always wanted. And they go up and they're like, hey, can I get a break on the price? And the Toyota dealers like <laughs> nope. laugh at them for yeah. half an hour. And then they go to the GM and their GM's like, yeah, well, we discount our trucks. And yeah. and it's the, it's the same size. You get these cool engines. Oh, I think, yeah, I think, to, I think the Toyota has just been in this unassailable position of market dominance for – Super long time. You don't get the Ranger in Canada, right? No. Um, let's see. Uh, have you tried Takis USA? What's better, those or Doritos? I don't know what Takis is. Takis are like Takis. They're Chips. they're. I've seen them as like a stand-in for hot Cheetos at like middle oh. schools. <laughs> Interesting. I've so never tried. Those. If you go to a gas station less than three blocks from here, you will find them. Okay. I hate them. I think they are awful. Okay. Good to know. There they're, you go. They're vegetable. <laughs> yes. Uh, is an MR2 turbo going to be collectible and clean, relatively stock examples? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, not even a question. Right. It might already, it's it's might already be, like, be. It's not like, going to be, like, what, like, depending, are they looking for that $100,000, $150,000 car? Are they looking for, like, a suite, like, this is going to be worth $30,000 someday? It's not going to do, like, the, the, the FDRX7, the Supra, and it's not going to do what those are going to do. Right. And are have already done. The Supra's already be, done. No. Yeah. But it's absolutely going to be like a, a a great collectible. I love I love those cars. It's great. And yeah. I mean, I have a friend who make who <clears throat> flips cars a fair amount. Most of them he makes five thousand bucks at the most, but he keeps doing it, and he's been doing it successfully for like ten years. And if you want to work up to the hundred thousand dollar flip, unless you make a ton of money at your other job, like you can do that and learn a lot. You don't you know everyone, we all the get rich quick thing like I want to buy one car and it's going to appreciate the two hundred thousand dollars and I'm done. It's like that's probably not going to happen. Right, get real lucky right. or find something in your grandma's barn. But yeah, man, buy that. but it will be worth spending the after, like it will be worth owning it and throwing money at it to keep it nice. Like it, that will pay back or not pay back. It just won't. You're not throwing your money down a hole. And, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but to uh, just to be aware of that. Um, there are a number of um, you should go talk to get on the forums and stuff like that. Um, it's really hard to get parts for some of the early MR for the first generation cars. It's really hard to get parts for them, and the second generation cars come in the same way. And it's mostly trim and suspension and bushings and stuff like that. Um, and so you have to really be willing to commit to finding your local club because they they do these weird things where they bulk buy to force the factory to make more 
because they are running out of them. So oh. I had to talk to a couple people who mm. collect does these anybody, things, and it's weird. Does anybody ever call them Mr. Twos? I'm looking at it written. I've never seen anybody they're call called, them Mr. They're called Two. Mr. Twos a lot, and okay. they're actually right. not – in France, they were called something different because MR2 is huh. MR2, so they had to call – I forget <laughs> what they called it. Toyota nice. Turbo Coupe or something. Um, so there you go. Yeah, collectible. Uh, C. Okula, right at Right for Drives. Fiat 500-sized Ford Raptor or Ford Raptor-sized Fiat 500. I'm voting the for first the first one. Yes, Fiat 500-sized Ford Raptor. Because I hate the 500. <laughs> <laughs> the electric one's fine, but the rest of them right. I don't like at all. Well, just think of how bad the 500L is and then double it. And that's the second half. Right. So absolutely. However, if it was like a ba- giant... Bahad out like if it was a giant Fiat 500 on a Raptor tr- chassis. Nope. that changes it a is little bit. Is that better nope. than a f- no? F- then is that better than a Raptor? No, nope. no, it's not. Did you ever see the Mini, the Dakar Mini that they that Mini campaign? For yeah, that's Dakar? incredible. It's, not really it's an amazing, amazing. Well, no, just oh, no, look it's an at amazing this. vehicle, but it looks goofy. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine, really like imagine. <laughs> bo- you've seen that little EcoSport thing? As I was just going to say that the EcoSport. Put box flares on that. They had already lifted one. Yeah. Have you seen the Have you seen the the WRC Mirage? No. It's the greatest thing. Box flares are the penicillin. It cures everything. <laughs> everything gets better with box flares. Everything. Nice. There is nice. there is no no car so bad that you know box flares and a turbo won't fix it. But to answer the question, definitely Fiat Absolutely. 500 size Ford Raptor. Exactly. Like single seater, center seat. It'd be like a mid jet based Ford Raptor because they have super stadium truck style mid jet based yep. vehicles. So. Well, have you? I I never I had never stood next to a stadium super truck uh, until SEMA, but I read. Um, who was it that drove one recently? I was a, a guy that raced for automobile or something. They're small. Like when I yeah. read how big they are, I couldn't believe it. And then when I saw one at SEMA, I was like, "Whoa, this thing is way little." I mean, on on I rode in. Uh, I I didn't ride in a super stadium truck, but I rode in like Casey Curry's, um, just whatever they run at Lake Elsinore. Like I forget what actual race that is, uh, but I rode with him around that, and it it was small enough. Like one of the first things I do when I get into a new race car, which isn't often, but it happens occasionally. The first thing I do is go, "All right." If I need to get out of here, how the fuck do I get out of here? And this is in a and most race cars are like, all right, this, 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 all right, I'm out. In this truck, I'm like, this is this is tight. Uh, this is going to be a challenge if this thing goes up in flames, uh, which is always exciting as you roll off and you're about to hit some jumps. Um, but yeah, because it's mostly it's like you know how like you drive an old Econoline van and the transmission is basically next to your right leg. It all comes inside. In that, the engine is set so far back because you know when they leave the ground and they need the weight where it is. The, you're sharing the cabin space. The air cleaner kind of pops out, and you can see the air cleaner. You're like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> I'm protected by like a little bit of aluminum between me and an engine. All right. All right. Let's do this then. Let's make just do a couple laps. Take it easy. <laughs> Sneaky, fun uh, car to drive, though. A friend of mine worked up at a, a, like a summer camp up out in the wilderness, and the thing they used to go to and from all the trailheads was an Econo line that they had cut all of the walls, all the doors, and roof off of completely. That's fantastic. And it was awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> Safari view. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, exactly. And they just had a, they had bolted down just benches on the back. And was like, okay, hold on. <laughs> Did he oh work at the God. camp where all the kids got killed? <laughs> no. <Nope. Yeah. laughs> was his name Freddy Krueger? Um, all right, we're jumping to Facebook he questions. All right. Ross Ballard, the ultimate theoretical. You're given free of charge. He loves these questions. Free of charge, one car to keep for the rest of your life, but you can never sell it, and it has to serve as your only means of road-going tra- transportation. It has to do everything. Hooning, road trips, commuting, 
Getting groceries, carting around the family, track days, and so on. Unlimited budget and maintenance upkeep costs are irrelevant. What do you pick? I've said this before. It's either going to be something like a, like a E63 wagon or, or an RS6 wagon. That's what I would take probably. I would. What's wrong with that choice? No, no, nothing. These questions are like hard to think of in five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> it's like, Why would you just have my car except with better stuff in it? Like, there you go. I've already – so that car, we've already driven it like – it fits the kids. It fits the stuff. It's fat. It's it's not fast enough. Nothing's ever fast enough. But I would just be like, fix the seats. Put yeah. a better steering rack in it. Put like better suspension in it. Put like more armor plating on it. Like just basically turn it into a street legal, street legal rally car. Ran, mm-hmm. Rally car. A rally car with child seats in the back. Yeah. Mud What's wrong with that? Yeah. yeah. Nothing. That'd be fun. I would go for the mostly unmolested E60 M5. Okay. I, I have always I have always liked that car. I don't know why. One of our guys just wrote a uh, Patrick wrote an article that went up today about he got to drive a one with a manual recently from a friend in Texas. I heard was it the manual one that as the concession for offering it in manual you couldn't fully turn off the stability control or oh, something. Geez, there was I, something. I mean, I'm sure there's some BMW. Uh, like, yeah. Ah, you, you want to row your own? Well, uh-huh. go fuck yourself too. Uh-huh. Huh? Have fun with that. Um, I, uh, I think right now I would say like an E92 sedan M3 yeah, manual. That's good. If they made a wagon, I would do that. But they you're didn't. So, you're, how did you just all you own an M3 and now that's all oh, that's all you care about, huh? No, I, I think I like the size of it in the E class. Typical fanboy. And then it's got a V8 in it, but right. it's not a, it's not the best V8. But where you, where you know, have like an E uh, E34 M5 Touring then? Except a reliable he one. A magical. Like shit, it's though. a question. Magical, reliable. Right. Uh, Euro little, spec little 3.8. Yeah, he likes, little he likes newer old. shit. All right. Um, <clears throat> John Kerry. Those slightly political that John commenters Kerry? beware. Yeah. Uh, Porsche John Kerry? Wait, which John? Uh, John Kerry, like, former political person John no, Kerry. No, no, no. Oh, okay. John Kerry has uh-huh. a 1979 <laughs> like, 11. Yeah, like, really? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Oh, no. John Kerry. C-A-R-Y. Not John yeah, got Kerry. It. We have okay. a question from Biden later on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I want to rip Corvette. <laughs> yeah. Uh, though slightly political, commenters beware. It seems Ford has made the decision to steer Mexico-bound manufacturing jobs back to Ohio, while China looks to be taking a stand against a possible <laughs> 45% tariff imposed on imported goods bound to the USA. This is a serious question here. What are your thoughts about the challenge as you car, U.S. car manufacturers will face in the coming years. I mean, it seems like there could be a lot of potential challenges. Uh, China already <laughs> wants to cut off the iPhone. I like that. Uh, there's a lot. It's, it's a complex issue. It is. E63 wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, or maybe an RS6. Yeah. Um, well, I think, I think it, it's... Uh, <laughs> they're, they're just going to – you'll move production to China off of Chinese vehicles. You know what I think? This, I think this will be kind of interesting. So if Germany actually goes through with their, like, we're not going to produce and uh, – uh, we're not going to produce and sell internal combustion engine-powered vehicles by 2030, whatever they said, 2025. Um, if they do that, they'll just increase their production in the United States yeah. of X5s, X6s, yeah. whatever. You know, they'll be an X8 at some point, I'm yeah. sure. Um like I, I feel like the challenges that uh, manufacturers will have will be the same ones they've always they've always had. They want to move it where it's cheapest to build, especially for small cars that aren't bought in any capacity. But currently, they still build all the SUVs here, right. most of them. Yeah, and SUV the, the demand for small trucks is through the roof. Right. Small trucks meaning like 
truck cars that aren't trucks, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. And if know. like oil starts coming back because of Trump actions, and then gas prices go down, and SUVs continue, you know, so who fucking knows? Taylor, is the is there a website you guys have found best where you can research models of cars by manufacturer, year, options, etc.? For instance. For instance, if I wanted to see all of the six-cylinder manual transmission rear-wheel drive sedans made in 2005, no. No. I don't think that exists at all. Um, So uh, make it. Yeah. Be the change you want to see in this world. (laughs) I Um, would recommend uh, by MIJC, the library has a great backlog of consumer reports as well as uh, car and driver. But there's nothing like... That's, well, they'll have car have to, guides from the end of the year. No, you'll still have to look yeah, through yeah, it, but you'll right, at least yeah. have all of the 2005s right. in one place. Yep, so. yep. Yeah, I mean, that's your best chance, but there's no aggregated list of like, oh, I want a drop-down box six-cylinder, drop-down box 2005. Drop, no. you know, that doesn't exist. Matthew Carpenter, do you know of any other places in the U.S. that are cheaper to live where you could effectively and efficiently do your job as an automotive journalist? Is the press game strongest in Los Angeles? Uh, New York, Detroit, and Michigan... Yeah, you could live in Michigan. Go live in yeah. Michigan. New York's not cheap. No, New York's not cheap. Right. But uh, LA's press fleet is pretty amazing. Um, it's Michigan's is probably better, at least for domestic stuff. I, I'm guessing, but LA's is pretty much, uh, as far as I know, I don't have experience with the the Michigan press fleet, so I don't know. But LA's is like, yeah. When I go to when I go home to Boston and I, I schedule a press car to have while I'm there and I'll do a little story on it, um, I don't ask for something. I just ask for a vehicle and whatever they get. Like if but if I, like my wife's traveling with me in Sloan, I'm like we just need to have you know room for the baby seat. They're like yeah you'd be good. I can't go like hey can I get the uh, fucking uh, Bentley Bentayga for the weekend? Like no 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 that's not how it works there because mm-hmm. it's a much smaller market. Um, so there are other places you could do it. Um, San Francisco has a fleet. That's where I will get most of my cars, I'm guessing. But it's the same thing. I I asked Toyota. I was like, hey, can I get a Sequoia? I have a couple's thing. I'm going to take a bunch of my friends on. We're going to go to the coast. It's going to be great. Might be a little bit snowy. Oh, we don't have a Sequoia. We don't have a Sienna with all-wheel drive. All right, so you've just killed everything. Okay, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, yeah, you can do it. It's just, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Well, we, we, but nowadays, like, you also don't need to do car reviews. You know, you can no. do features. You can do other stuff. Yeah, you could. You just, yeah. you, you might not get the press car access, but you can do a lot of interesting stuff with cars and live wherever the fuck you want. You could. You could. But, like, it'd be hard to sustain a YouTube channel with, like, without some, like, consistent car stuff, too. Like, I'd have Mighty to change it. Mods. I'd have to change what I do. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. You can't do, you can't do press stuff. Yeah. If, right. Right, right, right. Um, Greg Scantleberry, would a reverse trike like the Polaris Slingshot or the Ilio ever be produced and sold in the United States by a major automaker? If so, by whom? Sorry, Morgan does not count. Uh, no, definitely not. There's no chance that nobody's going to make that. Maybe in like 40 years or something? Yeah, maybe in 40 years when Mazda has a new MX-3 Miata. They can figure out how to make a three-wheeled crossover coupe. Oh, God, they'd stand they they would. And BMW would be the one to do it. Yes. And then they'd make a sedan version next. Right, no, that'll never, ever happen. Can you imagine the M version of that? (laughs) Three-wheeler mini crossover M? Yeah. That might be fun. This is our X 3.5 M. Yeah. They would do with those bastards. Craig on McBride. What car between 10 and 15 years old has aged the best? What car currently being made will still be attractive in 10 to 15 years? Transversely, what cars are already lo- beginning to look 
dated. You think the Corvette looks dated. You think the mod current Corvette looks dated. I just don't think it's going to last no, past. front end is it, it's awful. It's too busy. Terrible. It's nope. too, like, what's up, bro, hardcore? Everything nowadays is, like, it's just amped up more, 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 and I don't think that's sustainable. The Corvette's, like, the king of that. And I, yeah, and anything. That's I think the Miata, the current, current ND, I that, think that will age well. I agree I, with cause that. Because it's simple, I think, it, and it looks, it's, if you want to make it look better, just park it next to Fiat. Yeah. Um, yes. 10, 10 to 15 years ago is what? So, like, 2000, E39. Like, the whole BMW mm. range from, like, two th- like 1999 hey, oh, to yeah. 2004 all look dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything. Uh, Spinelli, he bought that XJ100, and that still looks... Yep. I love that shape. That's a good Great one. Shape. Yeah, and, those... and I think you could drive that car 40 years in the past with a time machine, and it would look good but not crazy in 40 years in the future. And it's yeah. just, like... Nice. I agree. Those are, there you go. Um, Peter Zillix, for all the people who love older cars, not everybody wants to deal with the hassles of owning a 30- or 40-year-old vehicle. What current car comes closest to that classic car feel? Maybe like a Monte Carlo from like the 80s? Mm-hmm. When you say modern or current. What current car comes closest to that classic car feel? I well, mean, 80s, like, does he like mean brand new or does he mean like brand new? Then it's Morgan, but then the hassles thing kind of right. Mm, like that's authentic. Uh, it's like, do you know blacksmith? I get maybe the classic car. It, it's a challenger. Then. The, it's a challenger. Yeah. GT five hundred from a couple of years ago. Yeah. Oh god, that you're was, gonna die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's exactly. That's the classic I, I would go with the classic. challenger though. If we're talking about like brand new cars sold right now. Yeah, that's good old school feel. Yeah. Uh, Chris Kohler, thoughts on top-tier gasoline. What is your preference to feed your cars? I usually stick to Shell, but I've heard that Costco actually has very good quality gas. Does it matter in the long run? Well, this is a different question for me because I'm from Canada, and I exclusively use Chevron because we have 94 octane. Um, however, I had heard from a tuner, HPA, makes the mm. uh, six 700-horsepower Golfs, um, that they were using, they were finding that US 91 was actually returning better... Um, knock, avoidance, whatever you want to call it, better resistance to spontaneous combustion than R94 octane. So huh. currently I use only Chevron. They only use Chevron. Okay. I will say that um, when I interviewed the uh, CEO of Redline, or what is Cameron it Evans. Cameron Evans. I asked about that, and he's like, any of the top-tier gas companies, Shell, Chevron, uh, probably 76, like their Arca. top-tier stuff <laughs> is like, it all has the same good detergents in it. Like it's really, really Terribles. Similar. But if you start, yeah, if you go, if you start going, getting, you know, off brand and, and stuff like, then it's probably less reliable. I go to Mobile. It is good as Mobile. United. Oil. I go to Mobile. I don't um, think it matters to Jillian's soccer mom in yeah. her Yukon. Right. I really don't think yeah. she needs to go get Shell maximum ninety one I mean, premium every time. As long as you go to a name brand gas station, you should be like. I don't go to Arco just because they don't take Amex, and I use my Amex for That's everything. Right. Um, so you can't, but but they are the cheapest, and but I still think their gas is probably fine. Well, um, they're allegedly they're also top tier. Oh, are they? They've got that plastered all over their okay. literature. I don't even look at that. Island. I just go, uh, all right, I need gas, and I'm going to write it off in my taxes. So I don't pay. Like I know, I understand that's not cash. I'm I'm just getting back. But um, yeah, I I uh, I don't know. I like I personally I like mobiles because I like their oil. So I don't know, and Valvoline. Um, <laughs> Greg Pallett, pick one SUV, one four-door sedan, wagon, whatever, and one convertible to be your only – see, we always get these cars – to be your only cars for the next 10 years. Uh, me, Jeep Grand Cherokee, Audi S7, Mustang GT. So it's an SUV, a four-door sedan, wagon, whatever, and one convertible to be your only three cars for the next 10 years. 
Ryan, you're okay, first. so I'm gonna go SUV. Ooh. <coughs> I'm gonna go with the the V12 Q7. Wow, good choice. I always thought that was out of the box. Cool, but you know, whatever. I like um, that. Wait, the car has to be new. I'm sorry, real quick. It just says pick. It just says to okay. for the next ten yeah, years. Great. It's gonna break down before the, definitely. But it'll be cool to talk about oh, Le Mans engine oh, right. for the three seconds that it works. Um, again, I'm gonna have to come back to the E60 uh, M5. Sure. And then the convertible, <clears throat> I'm going to go with the Mercedes SLR 722 okay. drop wow. top. That's probably. quite a garage. That's quite a garage. <laughs> it's a, what is the last one? A four-door convertible? Pick one, no, no, no. Pick one SUV, one four-door sedan wagon or whatever, and one convertible. So the, the middle car is more like your, it could be a sedan or a wagon. Ugh, I don't really like convertibles. Okay, so probably... Spec Miata for the convertible oh, see track that. car. Nice. Um, again, go four-door sedan wagon rally car. And I probably wouldn't buy a wagon. I'd probably buy like an 04, 05, um, you know, what do you call it? A group M or whatever um, rally car. And then SUV. Just simple. Uh, SRT Cherokee. Love that thing. I okay. love that thing. Just not super exciting, but there you go. Mine would be the big dog Range Rover. I I love Range Rovers. Um, and then actually, yeah, I guess for the next ten years <coughs> I would take that. I was about to say like Defender One Ten, but I'm going to stick with Range Rover. Uh, it'd be the E63 wagon again. Ooh, yeah, wait a minute, Icon, <laughs> Icon Defender One Ten or Twisted Defender. I would twisted? say yeah, Twisted. They're the ones who put the LS3s in them over in England. Okay. Um, and then one convertible. I, again, I'm not a convertible guy either, but I'd probably go with like. Um, it has the, is there a DB11 Volante yet? Because <laughs> that's probably going to be pretty awesome. Uh, 911 Turbo, maybe? They do a lot of Ferrari convertible now. Uh, 650S would be kind of cool, too. <laughs> does, does Spider count as a convertible? Yes, definitely. 488. Faux show. Faux show. For sure. All right. B63 uh, wagon. Yes, because it's yes burnout machine. You can't argue with that. And I think I'd go uh, Grand Cherokee diesel. Oh, wow! Diesel. I really like that truck. All right, my buddy just bought one, and he is fucking ecstatic. He bought an Overland awesome. diesel, totally. and he's selling his Jag XF. He's so happy to get the the, the Jeep. Um, buddy Daniels, what are your thoughts on the 2017 Hyundai Elantra Sport? Are they going to be able to compete in the sport car sport compact car segment? Is this really? competitive or opposer uh, our own jason connor has driven it in vegas at sema and he won the autocross against the other journalists i told him if he didn't he wouldn't be allowed to come home so he won which is great um i haven't heard anything on the car itself though i mean i'm imagining it's fine have you driven a regular launcher no not the latest one it's it's like great chassis uh it feels like it feels really good i think it looks it looks it looks great. Yeah. I mean, especially when you see what a mess the Civic has become. The Civic Civic drives nice, but looks terrible. Yeah. It's just like what? Yeah. Um, the Civic looks like it's about to transform into something. Yeah. The Civic like goes, into goes a goes Michael to the, Bay something. It goes up to the not Corvette, an and it's like my mom took me that store too. They <laughs> yeah. yeah. come in that same blue now too. Anyway, uh, I think it looks. I think it looks like it looks great. Um, but it it's just the steering is not connected to anything, just right. like you'd expect from right. Hyundai. And I just wish you remember when they hired Lotus to fix the steering on the Genesis, and, and they it, did nothing else with it, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't. They fixed, and they did do a good but job. They did a good job, and then, then then nothing else got that. Yeah, they're like, we did this, and then now everything's going to be overboosted electric 
fake yeah. news. So I'm kind of I, I get the feeling that it'll be a great highway car. I, I drove Lots a Santa Fe Sport here, so I yeah. It'll be a great highway car. It'll look good. It'll have enough power to, for people to be like, oh, this thing's got guts, and it'll go through a corner and they'll be like, wow, you can really corner pretty good there. And it, and then some guy will come up in, in, in a Nissan Sentra SR Turbo or whatever that's called, and you're like, oh, I dusted off that Sentra SR Turbo. I got me a sports car. And meanwhile, it's like, well, yeah, okay. For variety, I'll say, no, it won't be. I drove a Elantra rental car, and the switch gear was awful. It was uncomfortable, and I hated it the okay, entire time. Okay, well, there you go. That'll so. color your opinion for the rest of the line. Chris Ivey says, Chris's Redline Seamer interview was excellent, which is great to hear. But love the three amigos more. Jeff, Z- Jeff, Zach, and Hayes. I said Jeff. Jeff, Zach, and Hayes. So he likes it when we're all together. So that wasn't a question. Uh, Niles Rogers, what do you think will have more issues? Your Hoon truck or Zach's M3? My truck. Your car's fine. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, I mean, your car's gone through like three steering columns. Old cars will always have more problems. Yeah. But they, like, they have fewer problems. Those problems just repeat, I feel like. When I, when, especially when I'm fixing them. Yeah. Um, Steven Still, Thanksgiving turkey fried in bacon oil. Awesome or awful? I mean, it sounds pretty fucking great to me. Um, Joliet Jake, with the steering shaft frustrations on the Hoon truck, speaking of, have you considered switching to an 03 and up Panther front suspension? Supposedly fits the truck fairly well and gives you rack and pinion steering. Also imagine it with an early O's Lightning 5.4. I'm actually a fan of FE4s and I-beams myself, though. I was, I've was i literally, this last week, been thinking about, like, I didn't want to do this because it's the first year for twin I-beams, but I've been thinking about it, and, and, and like, man, that the uh, Crown Vic, it's a it's a popular swap for that truck. It's wow. full Crown Vic front end. Whoa. Like, the whole thing. Because um, then you instantly get better brakes, better steering, better suspension, better ride, and then you have a cradle. Even though you can fit tons of engines in there already, you know, think about what could you could throw under the hood of a of a of a Crown Vic. Yeah. So yes, I've definitely been thinking about it lately. Um, but this segues into we have a couple more questions, but this segues into something I was going to bring up, and we are running long right now. Even though, thankfully, I just realized that's an hour ahead. Thank God. Um, is uh, I think I want to sell the truck. Whoa! <laughs> I think I want to sell the truck. Why? Um, I want something I can drive my daughter in. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the wagon yep. doesn't have a planned finish date in mind. Yep. The whole reason for the truck was to just tide me over till the wagon's done. And I love the truck. I'm not. This isn't like where I with the Civic. I just kind of gave up. I was like, I don't want to drive this anymore. I, and I, I forgot. It was great to drive, but I'm like, I'm done with you. The truck. I love it. I love the truck, even with its problems. I'm, I I want to do all these things to it. I, if I did Crown Vic swap and threw a badass engine in there and, and you know, um, just tons of things I could do to that truck and have a lot of fun. And it looks good. And trucks are only going up in value. Not that it's worth like a ton of money, but it's worth a couple grand. So I've been thinking like, what if I just sell the truck and buy something else? Something, you know, still cool and old and fun, but with a back seat. Because I would put her in something old if it had a back seat where I could secure the shit out of the... Uh, out of the uh, the car seat, probably back middle seat, right? Yes, definitely. Because yeah, old cars don't have crumples. No, I know, I know. I mean, Trust they me. do, but not on purpose. I know, I know. And I mean, we would cruise in it. Like I would take her to Cars and Coffee in the morning, and I wouldn't be like ripping up the four hundred five with her in it. But like in my truck, I can't put her in it at all for mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. Um, and that sucks. Um, 
So, like, I, I there's this 59 Fintail Benz on Craigslist right now for 6900 that's clean as fuck. And I'm cool like, looking. and it's diesel, and it'd be slow as shit, and I don't care. It's so, because I get the fast press cars every now and then, and just throw it. That thing's a tank. She'd be fine in the backseat of that. And it's like a, a manual gearbox, and it's gorgeous. I'm like, I wonder how much I can get for the truck. Like, I'm looking at things. There was a couple cars that popped up on Brigger Trailer recently, and I'm like, Fuck, that'd be way better than the truck. Like I could put her in that, and mm-hmm. and it went for like seven thousand, six thousand. So I, I don't think I can get enough for my truck to buy a six nine hundred vehicle. Like I don't know. Actually, I don't even know what I would ask. I don't even know what I'd ask for my truck because if you go on Craigslist in L.A., it's like all over the map. The nicest truck, and the guy's asking like six grand. You're like, that's a fucking steal. And then somebody else who has like something ratty and he's like, yeah, this thing's eight, 8,900. I know what I got. Um, so you kind of have to like feel your way that's around the market. That's the guy, by the way, who will say, always Tecron 91 Octane putting this thing. <laughs> it's full of shit. People that all their ads. It's funny. So there you go. So I'm, I was going to bring it up on the podcast, but this segue into it. I think I, I want to sell the truck and get something I can drive around with Sloan. I understand so that. I just that's don't know what bummer, it is because you, you haven't finished the journey. But. I wouldn't be bummed because um, I'd get to cruise with her, so I, I would be fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've always been a quitter, so it makes sense. Right, right, totally, absolutely. Um, uh, 180 episodes later, it's now my drive's longer, but yeah. <laughs> um, so the, um, I don't know if you have suggestions of what I should do. Or the price I should ask for my truck, feel free to send that on Twitter. But we're going to rip through these next questions because we are running long, I think, right? It feels like we are. All right. Do you guys know how long? And Ryan is very tired. Do you guys no, know I'm how- good. I'm good. Okay. I'm on my second wind. I'm good. Sweet. Chris Ivy, do you guys know how long the Duramax in the new Colorado has been in production before it was on Colorado duty? Only questioning buying later and possible reliability issues. Hope I'm not too late posting the boring question. No. Um, John's political qu- – no, I'm just kidding, John. Um, so – uh, I don't know. I have nothing, know nothing about the I have no clue. this truck. I am terrible at my job, Chris. That's the, the gist we're getting here. Um, anybody know anything on this truck? No. no, we only care about our own shit. 32 years. Yeah, 32 years. That's the, yeah. Do you know Ferrari has seven year warranties now? Yeah. I drove a California the other day. Thad's talked about this before. He's like, nobody knows, but Ferraris will give you like a seven year unlimited mileage warranty. Seven years. You should buy it and drive the shit out of it. Everyone buys it and goes, awesome. And they go, can't take anywhere, otherwise I'll lose value. I just drove a California T for a, 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 an outlet where I shoot their B-roll. I come pick the car, shoot the B-roll. It was overheating a lot. Um, I was pushing it hard in the canyons to get footage, of was course. It, was it hot out? Like, it's like 80. Oh. Uh-huh. It's not that oh. hot. Um, and like it, I guess it was cruising all day at like 175, 180. I was pushing it hard. It was rising up to 210, mm-hmm. which is dead north on the dial. And then I stopped at the top of the snake for a breather, which, you know, on like a Monday, no, there's like one person there skipping school in his ratty ass M5. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, dude, what's up? Nice to meet you. Um, so I pull over and I'm sitting there for a second, you know, parked it right there at the top of the snake, go and sit on the stone wall there. And I'm sit- everything's quiet. And then all of a sudden I hear something boiling. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and, and then all of a sudden some fluids coming out and I look behind the right front wheel. There's a little overflow pipe that empties right there so it was boiling and overflowing but nothing like no nothing blue it was just some, it got hot and because i drove the snake drove it hard and then stopped and shut the car off so like in my truck i would come back and expect to see the temp gate you know it's risen way up cause it's an old fucking truck i get in i turn the car back on it's at 245 it's like 
the, the like, like the fans didn't keep running. Okay, there's a problem. So so I I'm like fuck. I gotta turn the car back on. Turn the car back on. Comes right back down to two ten, two fifteen. Is like what the fuck is going on? Like at first I I opened the hood checking to see something and like you feel the power steering on that side i'm like there's no way i boiled the power steering fluid like that'd be amazing if i did that so i was like that and i look at it and it was like light pinkish white i'm like that's it's fucking cooling uh it smelled like a little sweet but not like old school muscle car sweet like yep you definitely blew that fucking radiator it wasn't like that but i it would overheat pushing the car hard I was actually going to ask Max. I know he drove a California T. If he had yeah, I was actually on that one take when he did it, but it was fine. But it was, I think it was cooler that day. That I mean, that's crazy. It's eighty. You know, it seems like the fans didn't come on for some just, reason. Yeah, the fans that, were. That seems on. like a problem. Um, but like, you just drive it, relax for a minute, and it comes right down. But still, like, this is a problem I have in my '65 Ford truck, not in a 2017 Ferrari. So that was interesting. But whatever. Speaking of reliability. Get that seven-year warranty. Uh, Ross Ballot, best beer for Thanksgiving. Uh, Something about, make fun of us about destroying Indian culture. Uh, <laughs> no, say, what's Thanksgiving? Can, can Cranberry sauce and Pocahontas' eyeballs. Um, I don't know. Just not, I, I, I kind of am not a pumpkin beer guy at all. Like, they've gotten a lot better. Yeah, but. I will say that. They've gotten a lot better. And the key to making good pumpkin beer is not using actual pumpkin in your beer recipe. It's more like it's like cinnamon and other things that go to making what you think you want a pumpkin beer to taste like. And actual pumpkin kind of kills it. It's I, weird. I'll just say lots of them. There you go. I like that answer. Or wine is good at Thanksgiving. Sure. PBR. There you go. PBR. <laughs> McAllen 12. Um, <laughs> Andrew Pascarella, favorite road trip snack? Just getting there. That's <laughs> my favorite snack. Uh, yellow uh, rock stars, which is awful answer. Awful um, answer. Was it? There's a new jerky company called Crave that makes really good stuff. They have like a basil lemon one and a garlic this one, and it tastes wait, it tastes really really good. Never buy Jack Links again for a variety of reasons. Nice, nice. That, yeah, I uh, had a. <clears throat> it was like a Girl Scout mix. It was like almonds and cranberries and like tiny peanut butter cups. That's Ooh, pretty, that was pretty good. So that's a little that definitely there. tastes better than jerky. I'm, yeah. like, I'm, <laughs> I'm at the. I'm at the. I got like. I'm at the stage for a road trip with two kids. So it's Cheerios. Cheerios oh, in the back. Yeah. Cheerios in the back. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, the pouches and shit. Yeah. Greg Scantlebury, what current design trend will get dated the quickest? We're saying Corvette, Angry Bird, that type of I thing. Think just over, I think over. I think you said it earlier. No, overstyling. No, well, overstyling. Well, what did I specifically think? The floating roof is the oval window of 2017. Yes. That's a good call. Very, there you go. Sorry, point. Nissan. Um, Tom Genito- Genitosio, Sam Adams or Harpoon? Um, Sam Adams is a great standby. Harpoon makes... I mean, if you're from New England, you can't go wrong with either, I'll be honest. Um, they both make me forget the day. So I, both when I was in Vegas sitting at the table, I asked for a Guinness because I wanted to be alive for a while, and you can drink a lot of those. Um, they didn't have it. She said, Sam Adams, okay, which is a weird thing to suggest in place of Guinness. Uh, and I said, yes, actually, that'll do fine. So there you go, Sam Adams. <laughs> so um, she, she got it right. And they just made a beer in honor of Big Poppy, but they only made 800 and f- or 500. They made less than 1,000 of this beer, so there's no chance of getting it. It was only sold in Boston, which kind of bums me out. So we're going to move to you telling – Ryan, you tell everybody where they can find you online if you want them to. <laughs> Oh, hey, I've more followers. It's better for me than I'll actually get to have press cars and not just drive Toyota Avalon's around. So I'm at Ryanator122. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Untitled Car Show. No spaces, no No spaces, none of that. Nope. And then uh, you can also follow at Right Foot Down. And I've been on an episode. 
You have. So go, go listen to that, too. It was fun. Uh, it actually showed me that, well, maybe you can do Skype episodes because this seemed to work fine. Uh, Brendan, where can they find you? Um, I have, uh, I'm on Twitter, Brendan McAleer, uh, B-R-E-N-D-A-N-M-C-A-L-E-E-R. You are no relation to Steven. I like I have, your Twitter. He is funny on Twitter. Yeah. yeah only on Twitter. So I've got, <laughs> I got, the, it's like Brendan underscore McAleer on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, same thing. And then I have a, I do have a website where I sort of like bring everything and put the good stuff up. So no, uh, no Avalon, whatever. No, no. <laughs> Uh, Zach, no. uh, find me on Twitter. My name is at Zach Clavin, Z A C K K L A P M A N, and uh, find me on Instagram at Fake Zach Clavin. I love Same that you feeling. have uh, an Instagram that we can tell people now. Um, yeah, and, it, and <laughs> yeah. It, if you look it up, and it's at Fake, fake Zach Clavin, it is actually him. Yeah. So it's because he's such a comedian. Uh, <laughs> he's always funny. Um, follow me on Twitter at Jay Glucker. Also follow at the Hooniverse. Go to Patreon if you want, patreon.com slash Hooniverse po- I almost said Pooniverse. At Hooniverse Podcast. That's my next venture. That's, that's my other Instagram That's going to make me the money. <clears throat> well, you are talking uh, about Susie Wolf earlier, right? Yes. Yes, I was. Uh, on Instagram, at Hooniverse Jeff. Go to Hooniverse.com to read great stories and get updates on all our project cards. We're actually doing a feature we haven't done in a while where we all give our Thanksgiving turkeys, all of us various writers. Um, and I've already... You, all the writers grab dibs on on the thing that they think sucked for the year, and I've already seen the list, and it's going to be pretty funny. So that's going to be on Hooniverse.com. Go to our YouTube channel and like our videos. I haven't put one up in a few, just a couple weeks because I've just been busy with moving and all that stuff. But yes, Rugged Ridge comments are still going. People have come back to the post to shit on me because Trump won, which is fucking amazing. Uh, so there you go. Um, and then... Uh, I, I don't know if this is actually going to be episode 178 because we got a ton more. If you liked that first SEMA episode, which sounds like you did, apparently the one with Carlos Lago is the filthiest so universe podcast episode yes, ever. also true. So I this is going to be an episode I'm going to listen to as well. Um, so stay tuned for all that. We're going to whip those out. This will be a normal Wednesday one, and we'll see you next week with thoughts on the LA Auto Show because we'll have seen it then. So peace out.